Good morning. I'd like to welcome everyone to church today. Um, we're just happy to start our celebration of the Christmas season today. And on behalf of KIPP, I'd like to invite each of you, if you want to stay for the 11 o'clock service, we'll be doing our program at 11 o'clock, and we'll be doing it again tonight at 6 o'clock. And it's just a blessing to see what these young ones can do. And uh, you get a little preview this morning because one of the things I like to do is honor some of the fifth graders who have, have worked so hard over the years in KIPP, and they're going to present the special music today at the first service, um, Taylor Rouse. We'll be singing Oh Little Town of Bethlehem. She's one of our angels tonight. And she has been doing this since you were, what, in third grade, this song? Yeah, she she's had to take it over. She's been one of my old girls since she was in third grade. And um, Trevor Chambers will be singing Oh Holy Night. And I want you to be in prayer for both of them. They're both coughing. They're both sick. We have one king that is sick. So, um, And Trevor will be a king tonight and just doing a lot of different things for me. So, um, Taylor, you want to come on and sing yours? Let's stand and do that right now.
And as Tommy Jean has said, we're uh, glad that you are here today, especially if you are a visitor. If you are, would you find one of the uh, visitor's cards in the hymn rack and give us some information about yourself? And if you have any special prayer requests, we'll honor those this coming week. Uh, Steve Evans is going to come lead us in our opening prayer. Let us pray. Kind and gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for all the blessings you've given us. We just pray that you'll be with us today as we go through this service. Put the words in Herbert's mouth that you would have him to speak. Hide him behind the cross. Be with those who are presenting special music today. Um, just give them the peace to perform and just sing to your, to your praises. And Lord, we just thank you for everything that you give. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Steve. Because we do have the children's program and they've got their uh, props up and everything, we'll not be able to use the computers today and the screens, okay? So, uh, again, let me tell you that the KIPP, and I'm advertising and all the other adults that are helping, uh, the KIPP will be singing at the 11 o'clock service as well at the 6 o'clock service. Uh, today at 2 o'clock, those that have volunteered to be on the security team or anybody who's interested in finding out about this, please meet in the um, conference room at 2 o'clock. Hopefully the meeting won't last over an hour, but we're just in the process of getting some um, some things lined up to keep our building safe and most especially the occupants within the building when we're worshiping together, especially our children. Please notice in your bulletin the uh, schedule for this week, the handbell practice, the Bible study, the practices for the Senior Citizens uh, Supper. And uh, that Senior citizen Supper is this Saturday afternoon noon, beginning at 4.30. If you haven't filled out one of the forms yet, please do that today so they'll know how much food to prepare. Uh, also, uh, on Wednesday night, there's a youth council and parent meeting at 6.30 as well as the regular services on Wednesday night. Uh, on the back, some very important things that I want to point out, and there are a lot of Christmas parties that will be going on, deposits for, for Snowbird and a mission trip to Alaska. Please see and remember all those things. A couple of things I want to point out, though, is uh, next Sunday uh, we will have the 2016 proposed budget ready for you to get a copy of it and take it home and review it. And we will vote on that proposed budget on Wednesday night, uh, September the, uh, excuse me, December the 16th at 7 o'clock. Okay, so that'll be a call business meeting. Also, on the 20th, that Sunday morning, uh, the adult choir will have both uh, Christmas carols and scripture. That'll be a, a Christmas program by the adult choir at the 8.30 and the 11 o'clock service. And that night, Sunday night on December the 20th at 6 o'clock, and years gone by, we've asked people in the church to volunteer to sing, read scripture, uh, share a testimony about Christmas, and I hope that you will do that. And if you would be willing to do that, would you see me or see Kirby and, and let us know, because we would be more than happy for you to be a part of that service that night. Also, in your bulletin, again, if you'd like to be on the security team, uh, I was uh, corrected last week. We had that uh, we were asking for male volunteers, but I was told that women can serve on the security team also. And uh, you, I don't know if y'all watch Life Below Zero, but you know that woman, I think she's retired out the Army, she volunteered. No, I'm joking. All right, but uh, I'm joking. I'm but if, if you're a woman and you would like to volunteer to be on the security team, please, please, um, please do that. We don't, we don't have a better name yet. So, um, but, but again, please fill that out and turn it in. Uh, want to remind you that during this month, we are taking up the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. We've got the Lottie Moon mailboxes that we've been using for years. Uh, that is that if you were going to send a Christmas card to somebody in the church, please uh, bring it to the church. Put that person's name on it. If you know their Sunday school class, please put that on there. And the money that you would have spent on postage, if you will, um, if you will just put it in the mailbox, that money will be put in the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. This morning, there's a lot of folks that we want to lift up to the Lord in prayer. Please remember at Person Memorial. 
Bo Clayton, Francis Evans, Sadie Carver, and Dean Thomas's mother, Louise Thomas, had surgery this past Thursday. She is still there at, um, at person. Uh, at Duke Regional, Earl Humphreys came home yesterday. Earl was in the hospital most of the week with blood clots, so please remember him. At Duke, Felipe Fortin and Joyce Wren. Joyce had chemo again. She is supposed to take a round of chemo at 9 o'clock, and it will last about two hours, and then hopefully she will come home today. Please, and she asked me to ask you this, uh, please remember her in prayer. In the next 7 to 10 days, uh, she can run a very high fever and get infection from the chemo treatment. And so please pray that God would bless her and help her through these next 7 to 10 days. Uh, this is not listed, but Kim Robertson. Kim Robertson had a heart attack yesterday. She is at uh, UNC Memorial Hospital. Uh, she was transferred there uh, last night and uh, don't know yet about a heart catheterization or anything like that, but please, please remember her in prayer. Uh, please remember Bud Jones Nursing Center in Burlington. Elaine Stone, who is in Roxburgh Nursing Center, was in Duke Regional Hospital this past week, but she has gone back. Also, Tommy Jean's uh, cousin, Thomas Zimmerman, we have been remembering him in prayer. Uh, he is from the... Um, uh, Alton area, uh, Thomas died yesterday and don't have the arrangements yet for his funeral, but please remember that family in prayer. At home, uh, Helen and Weldon Bowes, uh, Rick Allen, Sammy and Mickey Brandon, Doug and Linda Carver, uh, Tracy Chambers had tests done this week. Please continue to remember her. Ricky Dixon, Donald Duncan. Um, many of you know John Carr. He, uh, he and his wife Lynn had visited our church. He had back surgery this week at, at Duke, but he is back at home. Please continue to remember Leanne Pulliam, Katie Reagan, Katie fell at home and fractured her shoulder this week, so please lift her up in prayer. Uh, Jack Seamster, Geraldine Solomon, Jessica Shull, uh, Scott West, um, Bill Wilson, they both had eye surgeries this past week. Uh, they're back at home and back at church. Uh, Sabra Whalen, uh, Donald Wilburn, Donna Wilburn, Bubba Wren. Bubba was in uh, back in Duke having some testing all this past week. Uh, Pam Wren had surgery this past week. Please continue to remember her and Joe I in prayer. Let us pray together. Father, thank you for this season of the year. Not only, Lord, for the joy that the children and what Christmas means to them brings, but God, thank you for the gift of your Son for each and every one of us. In a world that needs a Savior and needs a Prince of Peace, Lord, we thank you that your Son is that if we will trust him and allow him to guide and direct our lives. God, I pray that you would bless us as we worship here this, this day. We pray for the children's programs that you'll bless those. God, thank you for our precious children, for their willingness, Lord, and for the adults who lead them. But thank you, Father, for the message that they will present and the message, Lord, that they have received as they have learned the songs and learned the story of Christmas. And may each one of those children, if they have not yet trusted Christ, come to know the Savior born in the manger. And God, I, I just pray that you would bless all that are sick. Father, what a difficult time of the year it is to be sick. Lord, we know it's tough any time of the year, but especially at Christmas. And God, we just pray for, for the many that are in hospitals and nursing centers and at home, Father, we, we pray for those that are grieving this day. God, we, we pray for the needs in the hearts and minds of folks that are sitting in this sanctuary that perhaps none others know except you. We just pray, Father, that you'll bless. And God, just thank you again for the privilege of, of bringing prayer requests to the great God of heaven. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness in answering our prayers. And as we pray together, we remember again the prayer that your son taught his disciples to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And our verse of the month is Luke one let Let's say this together. And the angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And Tommy Jean is, Tommy Jean, if you don't mind waiting, I want to have children's moment, although we don't have it in the bulletin. And I know a lot of our children are going to be in the children's moments. I'm sorry, Tommy Jean. I'm sorry. And I, I know. And, and look, Kirby, bless her heart. Uh, Kirby was visiting family in Concord and was getting ready to come back last night and discovered she had a flat tire and was not able to get it fixed uh, until sometime this morning. So she is not here today, so Tommy Jean will be leading. But I want to ask our younger children to come down to the front. I know there's only going to be a few, but I've got a real purpose and a purpose in doing this, okay? Any younger children? Okay. Y'all just want to sit right there. Okay, how about, sit? yeah, let's just sit right here. You don't mind sitting right there in the middle I love that shirt. I love that outfit, too. But I want... Are they coming? Okay, all right. Bring them on today. I love y'all's outfits too. Camouflage is my favorite color. Look, I want to share an idea with y'all, okay? And I want you to just, I want to share this with everybody today, okay? And I'm not sharing it just because I thought of it, because I feel that the Lord just kind of laid this on my heart. We're not planning on having any Wednesday night services the Wednesday before Christmas, which is December 23rd, okay? School is going to be out. Well, y'all, well, some of y'all are in school. Some of you are not yet in school. But it occurred to me that so often in the joy that we have around Christmas time that we don't think about others that, that aren't real happy. And, and I don't mean by they're not trying to be sad or unhappy, and it's not like they're Scrooges, but for different reasons, perhaps, um, perhaps they're sad. Um, and I want you to think of maybe somebody in your neighborhood, and, I, and adults, I'm asking you to do this too, okay? Think of somebody in your neighborhood, maybe a widower or a widow um, that, that doesn't have family around. Um, you know how much Christmas decorations mean to me, but last night, Ella and I were riding around, and there's not, and maybe it's early, but there's not a lot of homes that are putting up decorations because maybe the people have gotten kind of old. And they don't feel, putting decorations up is a hard job. I mean, it really, really is. And um, there's a lot of sickness right now. Perhaps somebody in your neighborhood is, is sick. And, and you know, maybe a lot of people aren't going to visit them at Christmas. Maybe they don't have children or grandchildren like you guys are. And wouldn't it be wonderful, maybe, if, if you just stopped by maybe just for a few minutes? And I want to ask the children, maybe you could color, draw a picture or something. Maybe you could help your mom or dad cook some cookies and maybe, or buy some cookies. But just do some type of act of love. Now, some of you will probably be working on the 23rd, but what I want to ask to do, you to do is between maybe 4 and 6 that afternoon on the 23rd, that Wednesday. Now, you can do this, you know, whenever you want to, but I'm just, I'm just trying to set something. Let's, let's touch base with people that perhaps don't, they're not forgotten, but yet they're not experiencing the joy of Christmas time that, that we are because, again, because of maybe they've gotten older and maybe they've been sick or maybe they're just by themselves and lonely. And for you to come by with your parents or with an adult 
and just say to them that you love them and that Jesus loves them and you want them to have a Merry Christmas. That would be just a very special thing for them. And so I hope that you'll think about doing that. It doesn't have to be somebody in our church, maybe somebody in your neighborhood. But, um, but please just let people know that they are loved and um, that Jesus loves them so very, very much. Okay. Let's pray together. Father, thank you that there's no one on this earth that you don't love. And Father, make us mindful of people that are right around us that perhaps don't feel there are a lot of people that love them anymore. And God, maybe there's circumstances, uh, maybe there's been a death in their family this year, there's been a lot of sickness, and maybe just a young person and their parents stopping by just as an act of love as a neighbor, maybe it will touch their lives and help them to have a better Christmas. And so I pray that you'll help us. Lay somebody on our hearts, Lord, that we can touch with your love. Thank you, Lord, for our children. And please, Lord, begin to prepare them now for a life of serving others because they serve Jesus and love him. Thank you, Lord, for our children. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Join us now as we worship in song with him 199, O Come All You Faithful, and we'll sing the first and second verses only. So if everyone please rise. family that we want to ask you to remember in prayer. Um, Barrett Fushi was killed in a car wreck on Friday night, and uh, that is the son of the family that has uh, Fushi Electric, so please, please remember that family in prayer. And also, I want to encourage you, uh, Trevor uh, Chambers is going to sing for us our special today, but Please, as offerings being taken up, please turn to John chapter 3. If you have your Bible, please turn to John chapter 3. Stan Harris, would you lead us, please? Most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for your love and your grace. And Father, most of all, we thank you for your Son, our Savior, who, if it was not for him, we would not be celebrating this season. We would not have the hope of eternal life. We pray, Father, now that we give back a portion of that, which is already yours, Father, that it will be used to further your kingdom here on earth. All these things we ask in Jesus Christ's precious name. Amen. Amen.
Yes, young ladies in the congregation, he is single. (laughs) I hope you got your Bible open to John chapter 3. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you, God, for being here with us as well as being at every church and every meeting of Christians around the world. God, some cannot come out publicly and openly like we can. Some perhaps have to hide because of their fate and because they might be killed or harmed because of it. God, help us to never forget how blessed we are. And God, thank you so much for your word. And as we open it and read about your son and about how he taught a man how he could be born into the kingdom of God, thank you, Father, that Your son came so that all men could know you, all men could be saved, all men could be born again. And so, Father, I pray in these moments ahead that the gospel of Jesus Christ will be presented in a very simple but yet powerful way. And I pray, Father, that if there's someone here, whether young or old, who has not yet trusted Christ, that God in these moments open their eyes to who your son is and what he can do in all of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let me read these verses again, and I'm going to read verse 1 through 21, the story of Nicodemus. And the title, and this is part 2, Coming to or Going Away from Jesus. You remember last week I shared, and I'm just going to do this briefly in case you weren't here so you know kind of the inspiration for this message, that I was in Burlington, and as I got ready to come back to Roxborough, my radio was was at a place where I, I was getting two radio signals at one time. I wanted to listen to the rock and roll station out of Raleigh, and I was getting a gospel station. I don't know from where, but they were competing with each other. And as I turned to come back to Roxborough, of course, I began to pick up the rock and roll station, and it, and it reminded me, folks, in life, we're either coming to Jesus or going away from him. And we as humans are constantly struggling with indulging our flesh, our human nature, our our human side, or either our spiritual side. And folks, whether or not we want to acknowledge it, you and I were created in the image of God. And that means that we have a spiritual side that does not find fulfillment and peace until we come to know Christ as our personal Savior. And this is a story that is presented here. Here is a man, Nicodemus, who outwardly is spiritual, but inwardly he is blind 
and he is lost. And I'm not talking about physical blindness, but I'm talking about spiritual blindness. And folks, it is a spiritual truth that coming to Christ or going away from him is dependent upon where our hearts are at. And the farther we get away from him, the more he fades out, like the gospel radio station. The more we go toward the world, the more we are tuned into them. And so I want you to hear today the story, again, of a man that came to Christ, but left at this particular moment lost. Follow with me, please. Verse 1, Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, and it's very important to see here that Jesus allows him to speak first. And he says to Jesus, Rabbi, we, who is the we? The Jewish leadership, the Jewish council, the Sanhedrin. We know that you are a teacher come from God, for no man can do these signs. And the word sign or signs in the Gospel of John represents Jesus' miracles. No one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him. And please notice three times Jesus says, Truly, truly, or verily, verily. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born anew, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him. And please notice Nicodemus in this passage of Scripture asked three questions. The first two are in verse 4. How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born and be born? Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Folks, it's so important we understand verse six. We're either of the flesh or we're of God. Verse 7, do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. So for the third time, Jesus is saying, Nicodemus, there's got to be a spiritual birth that you've got to encounter to enter into the kingdom of God. Verse 8, the wind blows where it will. You hear the sound of it, but you do not know whence it comes or whither it goes. So is it with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, and here's the third question in verse 9, how can this be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand this? Truly, truly, I say to you, we. Why does Jesus use the plural, we, instead of I? Jesus here is speaking. The word of God in the Old Testament is speaking, where God, through the prophets and the teachers of the Old Testament, have tried to reveal that a Savior is coming. And even the Holy Spirit is present here, trying to speak to Nicodemus's heart. We speak of what we know, bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I tell you of earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven, but he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And again, throughout the Gospel of John, John points out Jesus came from heaven because Jesus is the Son of God. Verse 14 And Jesus here is going to give an Old Testament example found in Numbers chapter 21, verses 4 to 9. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Listen to verse 15 and 16. That whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever, whoever, Jews, Romans, Greeks, everyone, of every generation, you and me, whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God sent the Son into the world. Now listen to these verses very closely. The Lord is speaking here, telling why he came. For God sent the Son into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. He who believes in him is not condemned, he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name. And the name here means not just Jesus, but the authority and the power of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. And folks, I want to point something out that I just saw yesterday. 
You know, in, in the Gospel of John, Jesus is referred to as the light, as the light. And so in these next verses, if you substitute Jesus for where the expression the light is mentioned, listen to how it reads, verse 19. And this is the judgment that Jesus has come into the world and men loved darkness rather than Jesus because their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates Jesus and does not come to Jesus lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does what is true comes to Jesus that it may be clearly seen that his deeds have been wrought in God. Folks, this morning, again, I want us to point out that it is our nature as human beings to walk away from and separate ourselves from God. You remember some verses I read to you last week out of Romans. And let me, again, we don't have the screen this morning, but I want to read these verses. This is Romans 3, 11, and 12. In verse 23, three, Romans 3, verse 11 and 12 are quotes from Psalms 14 and Psalms 53. Listen to these verses. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have gone wrong. No one does good, not even one, since all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It is man's nature to walk away from God and separate himself from God. But let me tell you the good news of the gospel. It is God's nature that he loves his creation. And God is driven toward his creation to save them even in their lost and sinful state. And folks, that's what Christmas is all about. The creator Heavenly Father loves each one of us so much that he not only gave his son in verse 16, but he sent his son in verse 17 to save mankind. That's what Christmas is all about. And again, I want to ask you the question, are we walking away from or going toward Jesus as we approach this Christmas season? And I want us to pause and think for just a moment. The Christmas story is about God inviting the entire world to come to his son for salvation, to come to his son for eternal life, to come to his son for fellowship with him, not only in this life, but in the life to come. And as I began to just in my mind scan the the gospel records of the Christmas story, just, just listen to this. Matthew chapter 1, the angel comes to Joseph to explain that baby in Mary's womb. In Luke chapter 1, the angel comes to Mary and says to her, Listen, you have within you the Son of God, which is conceived of the Holy Spirit, explaining to both Joseph and Mary that what God is doing now in that moment And through their lives is God is sending his own son into the world to be born as a man, but who will eventually become the savior of the world. He would save the world from sin and eternal death and separation from God. And folks, that's not the only stories in those early chapters of the gospel of Matthew and Luke. The Holy Spirit reveals to Elizabeth that when Mary... Uh, Elizabeth is the mother of John the Baptist, of course. When Mary comes to visit her in her six months of pregnancy, John the Baptist leaps in her womb, and by the Holy Spirit, she knows that the child that Mary has is the Christ child. The angels reveal themselves to the shepherds and, and tell them to come to Bethlehem because the Savior, Christ the Lord, is born. And they go and see that baby. And they come back and begin to tell their world that the Savior has been born. I think about Simeon in the Holy, in the temple. The Holy Spirit reveals to him that Jesus, that child that Mary and Joseph bring to dedicate to God, this is the Christ child. Anna, the prophetess, when she sees Jesus, she gives thanks to God and spoke of him to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. That's Luke chapter 2. In Matthew chapter 2, the wise men are led by a star by God that leads them to the Christ. 
And folks, I'm saying all that to say this. The Christmas story is about people coming to know that God sent his son, Jesus, to save them from their sin. That God has intervened in human history to save mankind from sin. And if we come to Jesus, we will be led to understand who he is and that he is the Savior of the world. If we walk away from Jesus, we cannot understand the true purpose and the true meaning of Christmas. And that is to know the love and grace of God that leads to salvation in Jesus. And folks, it might seem strange again to preach on Nicodemus as the Christmas season approaches. But folks, I want you to understand something. God did not stop speaking to mankind about who his son was after the birth of Jesus. Since the coming of Christ, all of history now is God revealing his son to a lost world. There's some very important verses that I want to read to you out of Hebrews uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. And if you know the book of Hebrews, you know that it was perhaps written later than the Gospels when there was a time of falling away from the Gospel because so many false teachers had come in and tried to persuade people that Jesus was not the Son of God and that His birth didn't change history or anything But listen to what the writer of Hebrews in chapter 1, verses 1, 2, and 3 says. And I'm reading this out of the Living Bible. Long ago, God spoke in many different ways to our fathers through the prophets and visions, dreams, and even face-to-face, telling them little by little about his plans. And folks, if there's ever been a verse that summarizes the Old Testament, that is it. Little by little, God was revealing his plan. But in verse 2 of Hebrews 1, it says, But now in these days he has spoken to us through his Son, to whom he has given everything and through whom he made the world and everything there is. Listen to verse 3. And I'm sorry this is not on the screen today, but I'm glad we've got our children's program. God's Son shines out with God's glory. All that God's Son is and does marks him as God. He regulates the universe by the mighty power of his command. He is the one who died to cleanse us and clear our record of sin and then sat down in highest honor beside the great God of heaven. Folks, God has not stopped revealing himself. And one of the examples of God revealing who his son is, is this man, Nicodemus. So let's go back to John chapter 3, beginning with verse 1. And I love the way John begins this verse, now. In the Old Testament, this word so often is used to say that God is continuing to do certain things. And here's the story of the man Nicodemus. And folks, Nicodemus, as I told you last week, is only mentioned in the Gospel of John. He's only mentioned three times in the Word of God. Here in John chapter 3... In John chapter 7, let me just read, just make a note of this, a mental note. John seven fifty and 51. The, the Jewish leaders are planning on putting Jesus to death. And they have sent out the soldiers to capture him. And even as the soldiers that they sent out heard Jesus preaching and teaching and saw what he could do, they came back and, and they are saying, we can't believe we need to arrest this man. This man has done nothing wrong, but they want to put Jesus to death. By this time, Nicodemus is becoming sympathetic toward Jesus. And Nicodemus, as a member of the council, said, uh, Does our law judge a man without first giving him a hearing and learning what he does? And so Nicodemus, by chapter 7, is beginning to listen and, and try and seek out who Jesus is. And then in John chapter 19, after Jesus has been crucified, and, and Joseph of Arimathea goes to, to ask for the body of Jesus to bury it. Let me read these verses, John nineteen thirty eight and 39. After this, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly... For fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him leave. So he came and took away his body. Nicodemus also, who had come to him by night, come bringing a mixture of myrrh and alloys, about a hundred pounds weight. And folks, you see three different places 
Nicodemus in, in chapter 3 is coming to Jesus at night. And, and we're going to get into this a little bit deeper. In chapter 7, he's beginning to really begin to feel for Jesus that Jesus is being neglected or he's being turned away by the Jewish leaders, but perhaps this man is the Messiah. And then after Jesus is crucified, he has become a disciple, even though it's been secretly. And apparently, folks, and I would just, for whatever this is worth, just, just put this in your mind. Nicodemus apparently is a, is a wealthy man. Who could buy a hundred pounds of myrrh and alloys unless he were wealthy? But let's get back to chapter 3 again. This man, Nicodemus. And perhaps he is one of the people, and again, if you've got your Bible open, look at chapter 2, beginning with verse 23. Now, when Jesus was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, many believed in his name when they saw the signs which he did. But Jesus did not trust himself to them because he knew all men and needed no one to bear witness of man, for he himself knew what was in man. Listen, Nicodemus surely was in this group. Nicodemus has been seeing the miracles that Jesus has been doing. But Nicodemus does not yet believe in him as the Messiah. So, guess what? God is going to reveal to Nicodemus... Who Jesus is. And if you'll give God the chance and the opportunity. He'll reveal to you who Jesus is. And so folks. Listen as the story continues. As I get my notes right up here. Okay. Nicodemus comes. Not only on his own behalf. But he says. We know in verse 2. That you are a teacher come from God. Apparently. Now again John doesn't tell this for sure. But Nicodemus has come to interview Jesus, perhaps even to interrogate him. But Nicodemus is wanting to talk to Jesus as one rabbi to another. In other words, Nicodemus is equating Jesus to a human representative of God. But the gospel writers tell us that Jesus is God. And folks, that's what the world is trying to tell today. Jesus was just another good man. Yeah, he did a lot of good things. Yeah, he had a lot of power and he was a very persuasive speaker. But folks, the word of God tells us that he is the son of God. And even Nicodemus says this. He says, no one can do these signs unless God is with him. And folks, what Nicodemus does not understand at that moment is that Jesus is God with us. Isn't that what the Christmas story says in Matthew chapter 1? The angel told Matthew, you shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Didn't the angel tell Mary in Luke one thirty-five that you and I read earlier, the child to be born will be called holy, the Son of God. And again, John one fourteen, God became flesh and in the form of a son, God's son, and dwelt among us. And so Jesus here knows Nicodemus' heart. But listen to what John tells us about Nicodemus. He is a man of the Pharisees, which means that he lived by the strictest religious rules. He is a ruler of the Jews, which meant the Jews had a council of 71 members that were like the Jewish Supreme Court. Even though the Romans ruled over them, they could decide issues of religious matters. And that's why before Jesus is crucified, he has to go before the Jewish leaders. They condemn him to death, but before he could be crucified, he had to go before the Roman leaders who had the power to put him to death. Just hang with me in all of this, okay? And even in verse 10, Jesus calls Nicodemus a a teacher of the Jews. Folks, listen, truly he was a religious man, but he was a lost man. He's spiritually blind. He came to church all the time. Matter of fact, he'd probably been at church before it got dark. But why does he come at night? There there are different explanations, perhaps, and, and here's some of the Bible writer explanations. Number one, because of pride and fear of what other Pharisees and Sadducees would think of an older, more experienced religious leader coming to a young, untrained, supposed rabbi. He came at night. He didn't want others to see him with Jesus. Some people have said that it was a normal time of visits to discuss issues. 
And perhaps Nicodemus wanted a time of uninterrupted conversation without any distractions from the large crowds that were gathering around him. Warren Wiersbe says that in the Gospel of John, nighttime had a sinister tone. And so something bad is going here, I believe. This interview, this interrogation is not for Nicodemus to see him as a son of God, but to try and condemn the Lord Jesus Christ. Folks, I'm running out of time, but I want to I share something with you. We're going to look at this more and more. But folks, let me share something with you quickly, okay? In this passage of Scripture, and I want to, I want to, just, I want to just give you this to think about, okay? I told you that Nicodemus asked Jesus three questions, and the first one is in... Uh, Verse 4, where Nicodemus says, how can a man be born when he is old? I think there's several different meanings to that. Number one, I believe Nicodemus is saying, I've lived my life. I feel I'm a pretty good man. I'm religious. I'm respected. I've got a title. I'm okay. I'm okay. You okay. You know, I ain't worried about going to heaven. I'm good enough to get to heaven. I've done all these good things. But folks, as I began to think about this passage of Scripture, we know that Jesus begins his ministry when he's approximately 30 years old. And, and I'm just, I, I can't tell you how old Nicodemus is. The Scripture does not say. But folks, he was a ruler of the Jews, a member of the Sanhedrin. He's an older, respected man. He himself is saying, how can I be born when I am old? He truly is a rich man and older. I can't even say that word. I'll not even use it. He's a big shot is what I'm trying to say. Okay. All right. Aristocrat is what I'm trying to say. He's a teacher of Israel. You might be saying, where are you headed with this? Folks, this is more than a clash between a young, upcoming rabbi and an older rabbi. Just think about this for just a second. Let's just say Nicodemus is 60 years old and Jesus is 30. At Jesus' birth, Nicodemus would have been approximately what? 30 years old. As an upstanding Pharisee and rabbi and teacher of Israel. Surely Nicodemus would have been around Jerusalem when Jesus was born, don't you think? Surely Nicodemus had heard the story of how Zechariah and Elizabeth had a child when they were so old they couldn't have children and how Zechariah told the people as he was in the temple An angel came and said, your wife is going to bear a child. And guess what? He is going to be the forerunner of the Messiah. Surely Nicodemus had heard that the Christ child, according to some, had been born in Bethlehem. Surely he had heard the story of Joseph and Mary, a young couple, the girl who had gotten pregnant but was not wed, but started the story that she was a virgin and she's going to have the Christ child. Surely Nicodemus had heard the shepherd story, how the angels had come out to them in the field and said, go to, Jer- go to Bethlehem because a Savior has been born. Surely Nicodemus had heard about Simeon and Anna's testimony in the temple about the baby Jesus. Surely he had heard the story of the visit of the wise men. Surely he knew that after the visit of the wise men that King Herod had had all the male babies, Jewish baby boys, two years older or under in the area of Bethlehem put to death because someone, the wise men had said, He's the king of the Jews, which meant he is Messiah. Surely Nicodemus had heard all of this. Had he simply discounted it, erased it from his mind and his memory, or did he simply not believe the stories? And folks, as I thought about that, I thought about this Christmas. And I want this to be the challenge to you and I, as this congregation, 
How many Christmases have we been living? How many Christmases have we heard the Christmas story? How many times have we heard this story about the baby born in the manger? Have you believed in him though? Are you coming to him or are you going away from him? Because you see, as Jesus tells us in this passage of scripture, he who believes in this man, Jesus, is saved. And he who does not believe is condemned. Not because God doesn't love them. Are you? Not because God wants to condemn you. Because you see again, this, this God sent the Son into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved. Hallelujah. Folks, listen. This is a matter of spiritual life and spiritual death. Will another Christmas come and go and we simply say, well, it's a good story. But I think I'm good enough. I've lived this way all of my life. I'm good enough. And here's Nicodemus. There at night. And he only gets to ask three questions. It's not because our Lord is not wanting to hear him out. Jesus knows this man is lost. And Jesus wants him to know who he is. Jesus wants him to be saved. Thank God in God's providence before the end of the story, the end of the gospel, Nicodemus becomes a believer. And, and folks, it burdens me that we could come and go through this time of Christmas and not recognize who this baby born in Bethlehem is. He is God's son, sent on a mission to save us from sin. And he is the only hope. Good works, religious titles, even church membership cannot give us salvation. But when we trust in the Lamb of God that came to take away the sins of the world, we can be born into the kingdom of God. How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter again into a second, in a second time into his mother's womb? Jesus is talking about not a fleshly birth but a spiritual birth. Something that God does in us. But we must allow him to do it. Would you allow him to do it? Would you acknowledge that you are a sinner? Would you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and the Savior of the world? And would you come to Jesus and be born again? Let us pray. Father, God, thank you that Nicodemus would eventually see the light. Thank you, Father, that you led Nicodemus to come that night to talk with Jesus. God, I can't imagine the look on Nicodemus' face when that young rabbi said, you've got to be born again, Nicodemus. And God... It startles us when we suddenly realize that because of our sin, we are separated from holy God. And all of our efforts to save ourselves cannot do it. The only hope is that we turn to your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross to liberate us from sin and to take away the separation between us and holy God. Thank you, Father, that we can be born into your kingdom. And I pray this morning that if there's someone young or old that you've been dealing with and that needs to turn to you, that in these moments, Lord, they would turn to you and be born into the kingdom of God. Father, please, please, Lord, have your way and will in these moments. For we ask in Christ's name. Amen. Our hymn of decision this morning is number... One hundred, excuse me, 423, 423, I need thee every hour. Look, just as the Spirit of God was working that night, the Spirit of God is working here today. Would you listen to him and would you respond to the Son of God?
come to Sunday school, we encourage you to come back for the 11 or the 6 o'clock service and be blessed by the children and by those that will be leading in that church. Thank you. God bless you. Let's pray together again. Father, we cannot thank you enough for the gift of your Son. God, help us, Lord, that all of us do know your Son, Savior. God, help that we would not go through this life, Lord, wondering uh, if things are right between us and you. And, and, and God, help us to know because you sent your son, we can know that we are born into the kingdom of God because we have trusted not in ourselves or not in our religion, but Lord, we have trusted in the dead son of God who gave himself for us. Lord, please bless the Sunday school hour. Please bless the children that will be singing later today. God, please, please, Lord, use us as we go forth day to day, Lord, that we'll be a witness of your son. People that don't know Christ see him in us and truly come to know what Christmas is all about. Dismiss us with your blessing, for we ask in Christ's name. Amen. Let us close with the chorus to O Come All You Faithful. <laughs>